together. It says, Jesus was going through Samaria and came to where Jacob's well was. It was about noon, which meant it was starting to get hot. So he stopped at the well to rest. He was thirsty, but didn't have anything to draw water with. So when a Samaritan woman came to the well to get some water for herself, Jesus asked if she'd give him some water. Aren't you a Jewish man? She asked. I thought Jewish men didn't ask Samaritan women for things. That's important to know because Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. Jesus replied, well, actually, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for a drink. And my water is even better than this water. Well, how are you going to give me special water or any water at all when clearly You don't have a way to get it, she asked. Where's your bucket? Jesus answered, you're not understanding me. Everyone who drinks your water eventually gets thirsty again. My water's like a spring that constantly runs and never stops quenching. That sounds awesome, she exclaimed. (laughs) KBV. Sounds awesome, she exclaimed. I'll take your water if it means I don't have to come all the way down here every day and haul these heavy buckets back into town. Good, Jesus says. Now do me a favor. Run, grab your husband, and bring him back. I'll wait. Uh, I don't have a husband, she replied. I know. So, as I mentioned, if you've been around BUCC for a bit, you've heard me probably say that this story from John chapter 11 is really my favorite story in the Bible. To me, it's probably the most beautiful depiction of how God sees us and sees our condition and knows us and knows our condition and still has a desire to interact with us. I've asked you this question before. I'll ask it again. Have you ever tried to buy a Valentine's card or an anniversary card when you're bickering with your other half? Carol, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to do. It's hard to do when especially you're just not feeling the love, you know. It's kind of hard to do. You stand there and you look through the cards. You go through card after card and you read all of these beautiful words and these wonderful sentiments and these poetic expressions of your deep, undying, never-ending love for your significant other. But that ugly argument and the memories of those hurtful words are making it really hard to feel the love right now. You'd put it off. You'd come back later when you're feeling more sentimental, but you waited to the last minute. You don't have time to wait. So feeling it or not, you got to find a card that says how you want to feel, whether you're feeling it right now or not. But truth is, you know that there's still something very special there. 
This moment of tension and anger won't last. It's hard to feel it right now, but you know when the words on the card are finally seen and received, you'll be glad that you took the time to find just the one that expresses how truly in love with them you are. And you know this because for a thousand reasons, this person is the love of your life. You know their quirks and their habits and their likes and their dislikes and the things that make them happy and the things that get deep under their skin. And you also know the things that they do that get deep under your skin. You know who they are. You know. You know and you're still madly in love with them. You know and you love still. There's another experience I've shared with you before uh, that happened to me several years ago at this really formal event up in Washington, D.C. I'd been invited to go up and sing at one of those really super fancy events in one of those really classy hotel ballrooms just across the street from the White House. I was part of this all-star lineup. Well, it was, it was really more like what you'd find on a celebrity reality TV show, you know. <laughs> a cast made up of not A-listers, you know, that needed something to do and needed a paycheck except I was definitely the least celebrity among them, if I was a celebrity at all, because not many gospel singers are thought of as celebrities. <laughs> but it was a fun group that I was there with. I mean, listen to this. I was there with uh, this uh, WWE wrestler named Kofi Kingston, who's really cool. Uh, J.R. Hildebrand, who is a Formula One driver. Uh, Chris Allen, you remember the guy that won American Idol? Uh, Several years back, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was there, Chris Allen was there. Ricky Schroeder, the actor, do you remember? The Silver Spoons, I think was the TV that he showed that he was on. All of us, 45 and up, remember. Uh, Leanne Rimes, the country singer, she was there. And then Dale Earnhardt Jr., the NASCAR driver, he was there. Not really a horrible lineup. We were all there to honor the service of Lieutenant General John B. Conaway, who'd served as the nation's chief of the National Guard. The real celebrities were there because they were famous for one reason or another. I was there because General Conaway was a good friend of mine. There were lots of other um, high military officials and dignitaries and congressmen and senators and U.S. cabinet secretaries and other high-ranking government officials there. And just like you would expect, Everyone in the room looked sharp. I mean, they were just impeccable, dressed to the nines. Before I'd left for my trip to D.C., I got a fresh haircut. I took my suit to the cleaners, had my shirts professionally pressed. I got a new tie, got a new belt. I had my shoes polished. I mean, they were shining like glass. Come showtime, I was going to look good. I was going to look really good. When I arrived in D.C., I took my things to my room and dropped them off, and then I went straight to the ballroom where I was going to meet uh, all the others for sound checks and rehearsals. And then when we finished up there, I went back up to my room to get dressed and to put myself together for this really exquisite night. 
And then that's when I noticed this horrible mistake. I packed the wrong socks. <laughs> they were the right color, but they were the wrong socks. The right socks didn't have holes in them. <laughs> These did. There wasn't time to buy new ones, so along with my freshly clean suit, my freshly pressed shirt, my new belt, my new tie, my extra shiny shoes, underneath all that where no one could see was one sock I wouldn't be embarrassed about at all, and then another one that had a hole big enough that two toes could go through, and did. <laughs> Dressed and primped and ready to hobnob, I made my way down to the ballroom to mingle among DC's elite. The dinner was exquisite, the tribute to the general was wonderful, and the show was a big success. As all the celebrities lined up across the front of the stage to take one final bow, I'd actually forgotten about my holy ratty socks. There was no way anybody could know. If you looked at me, you saw all the new stuff, all the stuff that had been cleaned and pressed and polished. But there was a part you couldn't see. It was the part that I hid because I just couldn't imagine that anyone else among this esteemed group of accomplished people would be wearing a sock full of holes. <coughs> if they'd only known. <laughs> if your water means that I don't have to come all the way down here every day and haul these horrible heavy buckets back into town, I'll take this living water that you're offering. Good, now go grab your husband and bring him back. I'll wait. I don't have a husband. I know, he said. I know you don't have a husband. At least not right now. You did before. But I know you don't have one now. There's so much stuff that we can't see. But God can. There's so much stuff that we don't know. But God does. And this beautiful exchange between Jesus and this woman, we can be impressed with the fact that Jesus ignores the religious boundaries and the class boundaries and the societal boundaries and the racial boundaries, that he ignores all of those prejudices to have a meaningful conversation with a woman who was on the other side of all of those boundaries. We can be inspired by this Messiah whose humanity and his limits and his need for help when it comes to the most basic things like a drink of water. We can be encouraged that he not only knew about this woman's tumultuous life and her bad decisions and all of the resulting consequences, but we can be encouraged that he didn't allow any of those things to interfere with his love for her and his desire to make her life better he didn't pause for a second to question whether she deserved this wonderful water that he had to give. We're led to believe in this story that Jesus knew exactly from the moment he asked her for a drink who he was having a conversation with. After this unbelievable offer, I imagine 
that it went something like this. She says, this water you're offering sounds too good to be true. But if it means I don't have to come down here and haul these heavy buckets back and forth every day, I'll take it. But Jesus knew her. He knew the one thing that she was most ashamed of. The one thing that always seemed to be holding her back. It's the reason she comes to the well alone in the middle of the day instead of earlier with all the others when it's cooler and the heat's not as oppressive. Failed relationship after failed relationship has labeled her a failed human. She's marked as a loser. She's known as a failure. And Jesus knows why. So, when he mentions her husband, he knows that he's confronting her deepest shame. Good, he says. I'm glad you're interested in the water. Go get your husband. I'd like to meet him. Suddenly, her stomach tightens. She almost gasps as she hears the words and feels the shame. The heat of her inner turmoil moves into her chest and it blushes up into her face and it turns red. And of all the things, of all the things for this man to bring up, she can feel the embarrassment. She struggles not to show it. She thinks, so it was too good to be true after all. Disguising her emotions as best she could at the risk of losing this water bucket lottery, she almost whispers her truth, as humiliating as it is. I smile when I think about what happens next. I smile because I imagine it's probably not what she was expecting. In the Bible account, we read that Jesus is telling her that he already knew about her multiple marriages, her current tenuous living situation. He knew even before he mentioned it. And then he admired her for telling him the truth. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus wasn't as interested in the Samaritan woman's marriage or living situation as he was in trying to help her get past her shame. I imagine Jesus looking deep into her eyes after her confession and saying, Good. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, about that water. If you're still interested, I'm still offering. Friends, whatever it is that's holding you up, whatever it is that's holding you back, whatever it is you're most ashamed of, whatever it is that you can't seem to get past, it's true. God is already aware. You may have people in your life who don't want you to get past your shame. They may want you to feel low and embarrassed and ashamed of yourself, but I want you to know that their estimation of you is not God's estimation of you. They may want you to live in a place of constant sorrow, but God does not. 
That might be the way they are, but that's not the way God is. That may be the way they care, but that's not God's way. God may just have you confront your deepest shame. God may ask you to be honest with your hard truth, but trust me, if God asks you to try and confront you, it's to help you get past it once and for all. And I want to remind you that if that happens to you, if you have one of these encounters with God the way this woman encountered Jesus, if that happens to you, I want you to know that it's not a dirty little trick by a devious, malicious God. I want you to know that it's an act of love from a God of love who's aware of what keeps you awake at night and what brings you to the well alone. It's an act of compassion from the God who knows. God is aware, you know. God knows. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Find out more about what we're doing at KennyBishop.com.